welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who has a crown that makes her mad with power. Pooja! I'm mad with power! That's normally what people mad with power say. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's true. <clears throat> so... Today, we're going to be talking about a very little-known Namor villain, Oh, but one of the biggest first villains. So Okay. What's the Namor villain? Well, Namor is is my, my water husbando, and, um, oh. and his villain is someone who hates him and fights him okay. a lot. Got it. We're going to be talking about Destiny, the first one, not the game. Or the concept of destiny, a person <laughs> named Destiny. Ooh. So what do you think destiny looks like? Mm, I honestly think of, like, Beyonce. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, a group of three sisters who, like, sing and they're famous. But they're also evil. All of them are evil. <laughs> All I would go to say is if the person who decides to name name their daughter Destiny is the most evil, because oh. they're setting them up for oh, just damn. they're setting them up for just a lot of a lifetime of show business. Yeah, a lifetime of show business. But uh, it's the opposite of a young white girl. It is a middle aged white dude. Ooh. So what does what does a uh, Destiny? Look like Destiny Wood. Um, he looks like he's a dictator with a book on his head. Exactly, his crown <laughs> looks like a book that's open. Guess he's a smart uh, guy. Would you Would you believe that his real name is Paul Destine? Paul Destine. That actually makes a lot of sense for him to like take. Yeah, you know what? You like he has. He still has some amount of like. Attachment to his real name that he's just like includes that in his like villain title. I'm like, you know what? I'd do the same thing. Well, it could be uh, Tom Destiny or Destiny. Uh huh. Ooh. If you want to put a little stank on it. <laughs> yeah, so his occupation, believe it or not, was former carnival mentalist. Oh. Later presidential candidate. Oh my god. I mean... Of course. It's it's definitely a thing that you could be... Mm -hmm. Two things you could be. A mentalist and a uh, pre presidential candidate. So the general public is not aware that, that Destine wielded the superhuman abilities, nor that he is far older chronologically than he appears to be. And I don't like to like eight, like shame people for like being older or anything, but mm -hmm. he does not look young. No, no, he definitely looks like he's in his like forties. No, no, I'm gonna say like there's there's like they they make a lot of hay of like putting a little bit more lines on his face. Yeah, like it looks more like he's in his fifties, like maybe even mm -hmm. getting closer to sixties. Oh wow! So I'd be mean, good hair still, like no like bre like you know, graying or uh, graying of hair, but like, maybe he just spent a lot of time in the sun. He, his legal status is a 
citizen of the United States with no criminal record. Oh, okay. His other aliases was Mentallo and uh-huh. the Man of Destiny. Okay, now we're getting into, like, not very creative. <laughs> no. Uh, his place of birth was Kansas City, Missouri. Mm. And his place of death was New York City. As it would be. That's where things go to die. That's what I've heard. You would say that, being from the from the left coast. Yeah. Yeah. That, coast, that, that, coast. that famed actual rivalry between the West and East Coast. Hate those yep. East Coasters. Yep, you hate you hate things that are east. Yep. <laughs> east is the worst direction. <laughs> I only go west. <laughs> Whenever I have to go east, I just go west three times. He first appeared in Tales to Astonish. Issue number one, I mean, issue number 101. And I'm going to get you the cover. This is a interesting cover, I want to say. This is uh, Namor. Well, it's the Incredible Hulk in the Submariner. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So they weren't together. It was, there was just a... There was, what happened to be? Yeah, they, they're just like there's two stories in it because this was a little bit earlier. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, I forgot to say this. It, it, yeah, it was issue 101 of Tales to Astonish in March 1968. Where walk the mor- immortals? And then semicolon, and evil shall beckon. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's a decent cover, I think. It has mm-hmm. it has the Hulk leaping towards the reader. Uh, mm-hmm. into a crowd of, I'm going to say Asgardians, probably, because yeah, he's on the Rainbow so. Bridge, it mm-hmm. looks like. It looks like he's in space as well, so I'm going to probably say that he's in, um, he's probably in Asgard right yep. now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's not very story-filled or anything, but it's a very interesting cover, and it makes mm-hmm. me think that Hulk's about to kick some ass, which I'm okay with that. Yeah, how could always be kicking ass? You know, you know those hulks—they be kicking ass. <laughs> hulks be doing this. Non-hulks be not doing this. Yeah. Um, Non-hulks be not kicking ass like losers, unless they're other superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his final appearance was in Submariner issue number seven. Early in the twentieth century, pa- uh, Paul Destine, using a stage name Metallo earned his living as a mind-reading act in this carnival uh, sideshow. Unlike most super supposed mentalists in carnivals, there's a extraneous however in there, but whatever. Unlike most mentalists in carnivals, Destine would actually read the thoughts of others and telepathic- telepathically in an effort to learn more about his powers. Mm-hmm. He did research on a number of books from, from magic. From these, he learned of a legendary race known as the Ancients, who mastered telepathy. Ooh. Wow. Seeking to find the site of the ancient civilization, Destine joined an expedition uh, to the Antarctic aboard an icebreaker, Oracle, commanded by Captain Leonard McKenzie in 1920. Uh, where he and uh, that 
there, he and McKenzie found a highly advanced form of a dynamo, which had been built by the ancients, which is which was now entombed in ice. Destine broke through the ice, intending to use the dynamo in to increase his mental powers, but by activating the device, he, un- he unintentionally triggered an avalanche, gravely injured. Destine revived, uh, revived to see the so-called helmet of power, which he apparently been, which apparently had been hurled near him by an avalanche. <laughs> it was actually Thanks, just avalanche. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, <laughs> cool. You just threw my whole thing at me, so I guess I don't have to try anymore. <laughs> And it was actually like a described uh, mystical object of power called the Serpent's Crown. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Serpent Crown is something I will not be getting a lot into. But basically, uh, the Serpent's Crown, which looks like a bunch of serpents like writhing around, but in a crown form, Mm -hmm. uh, was covered up by the Helmet of Power. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So apparently the ancients were actually a colony of water-breathing Lemurians that and had buried the crown there. The helmet greatly inti- uh, intensified Destine's psionic abilities, as well as healing his in- energies, I mean injuries, and transforming him into a larger, physically stronger man. Hmm. It made him look like Gaddafi, though. Yeah. I guess, I guess their idea of a strong man is just a dictator. I mean, that's, dick- a very, I that's a very, <laughs> that's a very literal interpretation of that word. Yeah, because dictator is literally normally a strong man. Destine did not return to the exposition, and eventually used one of the ancient devices to place himself in suspended animation, during which his powers continued to increase. Ooh, decades later, Destine emerged from a suspended animation, and he called himself Destiny. Changing oh. one letter on the back on his last name. <laughs> he aged himself like a fine wine. And he learned of the existence of a water-breathing Lantians that was living b- below the Antarctic. Oh, fun. As a test of his immense powers, he triggered a series of immense earthquakes that threatened to destroy Atlanteans. Prince Namor, the Submariner, who was a grandson of the Atlantean Emperor, Thakor, and the son of Leonard Mackenzie, and the princess of Prince, uh, the Atlantean princess Finn, went to the Antarctic uh, surface to investigate. There, Namor confronted Destiny, but was defeated by him. Destiny psionically held Namor helplessly and used his mental powers to destroy the Atlantean settlements. Destiny used the psionic powers to show Namor the mental images of the catastrophe, including the deaths of Finn and Thakor. Most of the most of the Atlanteans survived, but he just specifically killed his family. What? Well, I don't know. It's like he's a bad guy or something. Yeah. What gives? <clears throat> then Destiny uses mental powers to force Namor to fly to New York. To give Namor amnesia and to duel his ability to think. The result was that Namor spent years in New York City as a derelict, unaware of his true identity 
until his memory and full mental clarity was restored through the actions of the second Human Torch. Now, what they did not mention is the Human Torch and Namor. They fought multiple times. Like, he's... You know, he he tried to steal Susan Storm multiple times. Oh. Um, and marry her because, you know, he's, like, super into her. Oh. Uh, and the Human Torch was just walking up by. It's all homeless person. was just like, hey, that person looks like Namor, who I haven't fought for a while. I'm just mm-hmm. going to use my flame powers to burn off his beard. Oh. It's just like, oh, well, that's Namor. I'm going to throw him in the water now. <laughs> Where he belongs. Well, I mean, apparently that's what he needed, but like, <laughs> like, what if it wasn't Namor? What if it just, <laughs> he just threw a homeless person in the, <laughs> he just like, I'm just going to throw this homeless person in the water and hope it reawakens his memories. Oh my god. What are you doing, Human Torch? Get a hold of yourself. As for Destiny, after dispatching Namor to New York, he returned to suspended animation again to increase his powers further. Can you imagine just sleeping and becoming a better, uh, like, better at what you do? That's awesome. I wish I could I do that. I mean, I would do that, too. Yeah. I think everybody wants to do that. Sleep will feel a lot more useful. There'd probably be, like, a day of a week where you're just like, hey, do nothing but sleep so we could be the best we could be. That's called the weekend. That was, that was, we, we got that from the labor rights movement. Oh, yeah. Well, they, I don't, they get, do. I don't get to sleep because I have a, uh, I have an age of the bourgeoisie sleeping right next to me that demands that I wake up at like seven in the morning to feed him God every damn. morning. God damn. I know. See, I love, I love, I love my cat, but like, he obviously works for the bourgeoisie. Yeah. Traded his kind. After emerging from suspended animation, he soon again clashed with, uh, the Submariner in the Antarctic. But the over the course of the battle, Namor unintentionally triggered an avalanche by, of ice. By the time Namor had freed himself from the ice, Destiny was gone. Oh. Done in by the same thing that made him. Destiny made his way back to the United States, and under his true name, became a third-party presidential candidate. Using the helmet's powers, he rendered... Virtually everyone who heard his speeches submissive to his will. Oh wow! Destiny intended intended to win the next uh, presidential uh, election, and then use the United States military to conquer the rest of the planet. Damn! I mean, that's a better play than a lot of people have. This guy's definitely no Jill Stein. I mean, he actually seems to have somewhat of a personality and is. <laughs> you could probably like him. Oh. Uh, Destiny planned to enslave a large person of the American population mentally through a live television address. But just before the speech began on television, some mariner burst onto the studios. Destiny baffled and overcame Namor and hurled him from the roof of the building to the street below. But the Submariner's tremendous amount of superhuman strength enabled him to survive the fall. Oh. And I don't know if you know what Namor looks like, but he's shredded like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, I it's blurry, but I can still see those gains. He is um, just like, if you draw clothes on him, it's a war crime. Oh, damn. Like, yeah, I can. <laughs> he is... He is supposed to just, you're supposed to, he's supposed to be nearly naked as much as it's possible to be without it, like, 
being like indecent. Oh, what's the what's the comic book called again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Submariner or, or Namor, and and uh, like I've always said this: comic mm-hmm. book, comic book, uh, a lot of comic book uh, artists know how to draw very handsome men, and Namor mm-hmm. happens to be one of the very handsomely drawn men. That's that's good to know. <clears throat> yeah, that's information I can use. I'm just looking at those gains, bro. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just admiring those gains. Yeah. Uh, unable to accept the fact that Na- of Namor's survival, Destiny went wholly insane. Irrationally claimed that he did not need the helmet. Destiny said that he would levitate himself down to the cheering masses of his followers through his own powers, and then he just jumped off and fell uh, to his death. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's a way to end. That's a way to end a character. Yeah, just a big, dramatic, tragic. Death. So I guess it's not super tragic if he was a bad guy. And he definitely was acting like one. And he did become a politician at the end, and it's like when those guys die most of the time you're like, eh. It Fox really is. if you think about it, his plan was the most honest of a lot of a lot of uh, presidents, you know. Yeah. Like wanna use the US military to gain control over the world. I mean, we kinda do that already. Yeah. So Might as well uh just say it out loud. Yeah. So, uh, he is 6'2", weighs 285, has blue eyes and brown hair. Ooh, striking combo. Before he had the uh, helmet, he was just a dude who did, like, no exercise. Well, no, moderate exercise. Oh, damn, okay. And he had that strength to reflect it. Mm-hmm. But, oh. the, uh, but the helmet transformed him to give him... A, he went from a dude who does sub exercise after after he put on uh after he put on the helmet to a dude who does a lot of exercise. Cool. That's something that I wish I could do. Because I'll go from a dude that does no exercise to a dude that does moderate exercise, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. No. If I go from a person who does minimal exercise to some exercise, I mean, that would help me. Yeah, and that's just because I'm wearing a freaking helmet. That is a good deal. It's a pretty, pretty good deal. I mean, I feel like it'd be the the weight loss craze of the of the of the world. Yeah. You could probably, people would probably pay you to just put on the helmet and then they instantly get transformed at like one step above their exercise level. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's great. That's half the way there. Already. I know. Yeah, it would I'm just I mean, he could he could have uh well, I mean, he was trying to become a president. So I was yeah. going to say he could have done better, but like really if you think about it, he did no. about as good as you could do. He just cheated his way into being Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Which I can respect that. I mean, I mean, I respect I respect the hustle. Yeah. And by the hustle, I mean getting a helmet and putting it on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good hustle with me. So he can like draw energy from around him. Mm-hmm. He could draw energy from around him, and he can like lift up to like seventy tons using that energy. Damn, seventy tons. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't even care if it made me in shape. I I just feel like fucking with cars and stuff. Yeah. 
So, uh, before finding the helmet, he could read the minds of people within close vicinity through telepathic means. But after he wore the helmet, he had superhuman strength, uh, resistance to energy, and, uh, but he could also read his minds at long range. Mm-hmm. And he could also project visions into the minds of others. Uh, so which he can he... photosynthesize and read minds. Yeah. He became a psychic plant that was buff. Yeah, which is what I want to be. I want to be a plant that's buff, that's also yeah. psychic. Hell yeah. Yeah. What else? What else could an, can any person want? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> uh, he could also place people under his mental domination. And he, contr- he, he managed to control over thousands of people together at once. And believed himself capable of dominating the minds of virtually the entire population of the U.S. Damn. Using the helmet, he can levitate himself, project powerful psionic blasts, and perform feats of telekinesis, including triggering earthquakes. Oh, wow. Uh, So we don't really know how powerful he could have been. Mm Mm-hmm. Good thing he wasn't in California. We would have been out from the ocean. I know. You guys have been waiting for that big one for, for decades now. Yeah. Why do you think we had a bill to like separate us out from the rest of the country? I don't know. <laughs> like, we know it's coming. Might as well. So I Might think... as well get prepared. Yeah, so we're pretty much done. So yeah, uh, what do you think about Destiny? I think he's got some pretty sweet powers. Uh, I wish I had them because I'd use them a lot better than he did. Just saying. I mean, I think a lot of people would be better villains if they had the ability to be, you know, get those powers. Yeah, I mean, not just even, not not even just being a villain. Like, I could do, like, some, some, something more useful with that. This guy just, like, he wasted all, he jumped off the building. Why would you do that? Well, he did go insane after realizing some mariner, pretty much a, pretty, like an Adonis, someone who can lift... And fly, lift 70 tons and fly and breathe underwater, wasn't killed by falling off a building. Uh, yeah, that does not sound like... He needed the... I don't sound like a freaking right-winger, but he did not have the mental fortitude to use that helmet properly. (laughs) 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 So, I have a question for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Are they still dead? Is he still dead? I, I, I mean, it sounds like he sounds like he died. Well, I mean, this right? was eighty-seven, and dead characters come back all the time. Huh? Maybe he just like hit the ground so hard that he went in under the ground, and he's aging himself again. That's a possibility? I mean, maybe. Like some kind of like human drill he just like got inside the ground somehow when he hit it? I think he might have come back briefly. No, he's not back. He was featured in a later story. Oh. Um, In 2011, but I don't think he came back. Okay. Like somebody found his helmet or something, or was it actually no, like back, like flashback. Oh, yeah. 
A flashback. Okay. That sounds like they're keeping him dead. Well, I mean, people come back all the time. Bucky was, uh, uh, Bucky Barnes was dead for, since the late 40s. Wow. Pretty much. And he came back in the 2000s and now he's like a pretty popular character again. Yeah. So, you know, they come back, they come back all the time. So, uh, yeah, we, so we are done. So what do you have to plug? Um, just my usual, oh, uh, you know what? I think I do have something to plug. Um, I'm part of, I'm part of a group called the Degenderettes. Uh, we're the San Diego chapter and we have a Facebook page and we like to go around, uh, doing like queer stuff. Like, um, uh, putting gender neutral signs on bathrooms and holding clothing swaps for people who are like interested in starting the transition. Um, you can bring clothes to it. You can take clothes away from it all for free. And we're going to be holding that soon in November, near the end of November. Uh, if you're in the San Diego area. Hey, make sure you uh like send me a link to that because yeah, that would be good to to shout out. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be doing other crazy stuff that's fun and um probably useful, like organizing wise. Um you can follow us on our Facebook page and we'll you'll be able to keep up. Okay. Well that is that is good. Direct action is always good. Yeah. So, so yay. Uh, yeah, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Alphabet Flight, which is this one. Uh, I have a po- another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about uh, cryptids in somewhat lurid detail, as well as uh, a podcast called Alf. I, I, I apparently want everyone to listen to this podcast they're listening to again. <laughs> uh, also, a podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about limited Marvel series. With my friend Ish, uh, Rob, issue by issue. If you want to see pictures of what who we're talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram, and I also have a Patreon in the uh, in the link in the description. If you want to, you know, give me a little bit of cash. Uh, thank you, thank you so much for listening. This has been Alphabet Flight, and justice is served. Bye. Bye. Bye.